Beware. Spoilers. Spoilers, <laughs> baby. Welcome to Sincast, presented by CinemaSins. everybody welcome to yet another mini pod mini pod uh we are going to be talking about independence day resurgence today finally a, a break from the comic book movies but not the best of breaks um <laughs> but uh, anyway i am chris atkinson with cinema sins joined as always uh, by the voice of cinema sins jeremy scott hello uh, he will be playing the role of guy who didn't watch the movie. Because <laughs> I'm an asshole. That's right, because he's a dick. Deal with it. And uh, from Music Video Sense, Barrett Share. Howdy. Hey. And uh, Independence Day Resurgence is uh, another in the long lines of uh, these movies that they've resurrected from the 90s and trying to uh, cash in on uh, the name recognition and everything. And uh, I went into this movie without seeing any reviews or anything like that. And just expected a little bit of a fun movie like the original. And the, the original is by no means a masterpiece, but the original is a masterpiece compared to this movie. <laughs> um, well, that was going to be my first question. Is it as bad as I think it is? Yes, it is. It is as bad as you think it is. And you might want to be even uh, lower your expectations after mm -hmm. that. Wow. Um, because I, about an hour into the movie, realized this just sucked. I mean, I probably could have understood that earlier than that, but I'm willing to give a movie a chance for a while. And then like, so in an hour into it, I said, yep, this, this sucks. This is irredeemable. Um, so where do we even start with this? I think the, the first off, um, what the first movie I felt did so well was that it introduced all of these characters while the alien invasion is slowly, uh, you know, coming into focus. We don't know exactly what they're there for. And yeah. we see all the characters and everything and, you know, there's some annoying characters, but there's some great characters. And, you know, we were reintroduced to Jeff Goldblum because we loved him in in Jurassic Park. And he just apparently was in every hit in the 90s or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but the, the, they took their time with, you know, sort of introducing us to those characters. And then once the invasion happened, it was like, oh, I kind of care about these people. I mean, not it's not great. You know, it's not like, oh, I really care whether these people die. <laughs> But that's another thing. This movie, the first movie, actually put it to where people could die in it. Like it was, there were characters that who who died in the movie that yeah. were main characters. Well, Harry Connick Jr. Yeah, Harry Connick Jr. and and Mary McDonald and you know and all these. I mean, there were there was anything could really happen in in the first movie, but in the second one, I don't think anybody dies. And oh, really? What? The, oh well, I mean anybody main character wise. I mean, if you no, not main if you want to include Vivica A. Fox, I, yes, I, yes, I, she I, 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 oh yeah, and this oh, movie's not great yeah. in the most hilarious fashion. Oh, it was the dumbest, though. dumbest thing ever. Go ahead and talk about this dumb scene, Barrett. I thought this entire movie was hilarious. I haven't laughed out loud in a theater as much in ages as I did with this movie. That was an example of it. In the midst of all of this, of a, of an alien gunfight, 
and this mass invasion and this massive, you know, buildings collapsing everywhere. This asshole peels off with his, you know, warship to go over and try to save his mom from the rooftop of a hospital. By the way, she is a doctor, stripper turned doctor in this movie. Yes, because by the way, yeah, and and to clarify here, <laughs> to clarify here, uh, the 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 you know this is the kid playing uh, Will Smith's stepson or whatever yeah. who in from the first movie who is in his warship and decides I better go over and look at the hospital. My mom's there. And you are correct. The stripper turned doctor and good for her, man. She probably got her college degree in the last, you know, uh, 20 years or so. But you know what? Also, what all strippers are working for, right? They're always like getting money towards college. When you are getting a lap dance, that's all they can talk about is how (laughs) they, you know, are saving for college. Um, Anyway, um, she also passes the Roland Emmerich test, right? Because every Roland Emmerich movie has to have a nurse at the hospital. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Because we wouldn't care about the character otherwise, because, you know. They're they're uh, I, it's almost like he's trolling uh, at this point uh, because it just it's out of nowhere. Like just like, all right, uh, we care about doctors a lot. We're going to put them at the hospital. And uh, yeah, that would that's that that'll work. Everything will get everything will be good. Yeah. Um, I mean, they, they rip people from like surgery. They're just like, well, surgery's not done yet. I think she literally says something like, well, pull them out anyway. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, I guess uh, they're going to die anyway, so uh, fine. But yeah, uh, she gets swallowed up in an entire building collapsing. And as tragic as that sound, it's hilarious. It That's is funny. hilarious. Yeah. I mean, think about it. He, she gets to the top of the building so her son can see her uh, <laughs> nice. get destroyed. And, and, and just it's sucked it's into so inexplicable, it's man. Like, like, oh, my mom's over here. Let's go check what's. Let's go see what's happening in her life. Oh, building crashed on her. Bummer. <laughs> yeah, he's real broken up about it for the rest of the movie. You can tell too. He really, he really just that just that just launches his character into whatever it is. Yeah. I mean, there's this weird like I don't I don't think it's a love triangle, but they have the uh, the girl from It Follows, Maka Monroe. And uh, Liam Hemsworth um, uh, are, are there. Actually, gosh, there's a lot to say about this, too. Maka Monroe is playing the da- the president's daughter from the first movie, which was played by Mae Whitman in, ni- in the 1996 version. So basically, they went arrested development on Mae Whitman in this movie because it, the, basically the producers are playing the Jason Bateman role from arrested development where, you know, Michael Sarah is dating Mae Whitman. And he's like, and, and he keeps going, ah, you, you really want to go out with her? I mean, you know, kids keep giving him, giving him like hints and stuff like that. And, and, and that's what they did with her in this movie. They're like, nah, she's not as pretty as Macon Monroe is. Let's put Macon Monroe in. Um, but uh, Macon Monroe and Liam Hemsworth are like dating or whatever. And then there's like some shady, weird backstory with him and 
Vivica Fox's son where he almost killed him or something in some sort of, I don't know what, I, I really didn't ever get the full story on that. And if I did, I just what didn't care enough to know. He did pull up the training exercise that he clipped him on YouTube and you yes. know, helpfully watched it so that we could get all that exposition. Right. And I didn't care one bit, one nope. whatsoever. Nope. That didn't, didn't matter at all to the story. At, I mean, you know, that usually something like that is set up so that there's some sort of trust issue later on in the movie. Uh, I didn't see that come up at all in this one. Yeah. Um, me, can I say one thing about this that really bugged me? The go whole for it. movie bugged me, obviously. But one of the central things is like the aliens get pissed off because obviously we beat them before. Mm-hmm. But what they use as their motivation is uh, the president's speech, you know, saying yeah. today we uh, we declare our Independence Day. Right. That was never filmed. Yeah. Did somebody like have a handheld in right. 1996? Yeah, it must have been something like that, right? Like they, they, yeah, while all this uh, alien destruction's going on and Somebody everything. remembered to have like a, you know, a camcorder. Right. Like, uh, Billy, like uh, pre- the president's about to lay down some words for us, man. We better get this all recorded <laughs> and, and then send it out into space, like exactly. contact. Yeah. Well, it's it carries on the, the tradition of like when, when Civil War, when Bucky kills uh, Iron Man's parents, it's filmed with multiple yeah. angles. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Somehow on this deserted street. It's shot so. with a number of cameras that would make the Truman Show proud. Yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, there's also a lot of weird continuity issues with the first movie too. Like it, we we find out in the second movie what they were really trying to do. And this is one of the most cliche alien things ever. Uh, they're coming. They actually in 1996 came to earth in order to suck the molten core out of the mm. earth in order oh. to power their, uh, their species or whatever. That's what they do. They go to planet to planet and suck the life out of it. And oh. we've heard this about 500 million times. The thing is about that. Uh, if that was what their original uh, reason for coming was, why didn't they just fucking do it? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> because the weren't big enough, apparently. And, you know, they spent all their time going over to the Empire State Building and, uh, <laughs> you know, and the White House and blowing those up for some reason. Yeah. Instead yeah. of just, you know, uh, why don't we just go ahead and suck the molten core out of the earth while we're here? Uh, nobody can stop us. Uh, the well, only apparently way- they, they did send one ship to do that and like he got halfway through and then they killed the mothership. So, which is dumb. It's completely stupid. They're- Cause there was like 30 of them. In yeah. The there's there, what's the point of destroying everything. If you're, if that all you need to do is suck the molten core out of the earth. Um, it's the dumbest thing I've seen in a movie this year. Wow, that's saying something. It is. Yeah, it is. It, the, to, to think that that's what they came here originally for. I, I, I hate it when they add these like, oh, but actually, this is what was going on in that first movie that you didn't know. Uh, and and we've, we've uncovered the layers. And it's like, no, that doesn't make any sense at all. You could have ha- you could have done that easily. That would have you could have just left Earth and been gone, and no, it would have been fine. So, I mean, do you not agree? Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's 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 ridiculous. It's it's a petty excuse. This whole movie is a petty excuse. Why did why did they make this movie? I'm I'm just curious. And did they think it was going to be a huge hit? Because obviously it's a it's a flop. 
at mm-hmm. least in the first probably weekend. made a, a decent opening weekend bo- box office, didn't it? No, it made forty one million on its opening awesome. weekend, which That's was amazing. which is lower than the original in nineteen ninety six. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely, and it's a it's a it's a actually a recurring theme of this summer and the sequels nobody asked for. Uh, they've just been tanking left and right. And, uh, you know, uh, we're going to find out finally, maybe that originality is going to try to try to win over at some point because they you can't think that's what that means. Like, like we're, we're starting to get it. Maybe. I mean, if we see next year, we see, you know, Armageddon two or something like that, then, you know, we, we failed and we've totally failed as a, a species. I think if we get to that point, I think we already uh, have, I mean, yeah, just generally speaking, you're probably right. Um, uh, one else, there's, there's a, another, uh, incomprehensible thing. There's a, there's a point where some other alien comes up and, and just unannounced shows up to our moon and it looks like a Pokemon ball. Yeah. It looks like a Pokemon ball (laughs) and it just comes out of nowhere. And it's apparently been thinking about, it needs to tell earth, Hey, these aliens you defeated last time, they're going to come back. But instead of figuring out how to communicate with earth before it got here, it uh, just decides to uh, sit there on the moon and and just wait for a bit with no communication whatsoever. So that then we just blow it out of the sky. Uh, And everybody's, of course, you know, they, they blow it up and, and like everybody on the ground's like, yeah, we got it. Yeah. You know, and all that. And, there were so many premature celebrations. Sorry, I just had to put that in there. No, go for it. There are so many premature celebrations in this. Like, fucking, even in The Martian, right? Like, every time <laughs> NASA celebrates or, like, a command control center celebrates, something gets fucked up. And Stop I, celebrating until yeah. like, the mission is fucking done. They're back. They're on the ground. They're standing next to you. They're, like, cupping your ass. That's the only time that you can celebrate. This is becoming my uh, my head hit up against the chair moment that I'm seeing in movies now where they do that cheering thing like five seconds after they've done something and they think <laughs> that, you know, it's all done and ready. You know, they've, they've won, you know, like and, and, and in this movie, it's more egregious because didn't you do that in the first movie, too? Yeah. Didn't you throw that nuclear weapon, at, you know, and blew up Houston and, <laughs> and you thought you won and then and then suddenly out of nowhere, like an edit happened in the video the ship is still there you know uh, and they do that again in this one but in this case they've blown they blown up a like a good guy this time it's actually somebody who came to warn us and it's this stupid ass sphere thing and like (laughs) and and through I don't know how the fuck this happens. This guy just randomly walks in and they like, how do we cut? How do we, you know, do this? How do we talk to this thing? Or how do we figure out what it is? This asshole comes in and just touches it. And like it suddenly, like he's like, he's like melting into the sphere or something. He's like, Hey guys, uh, a little help here. And it's just apparently the way you open up that sphere. That's the luckiest thing ever. Right. Oh my God. And this was the guy. Guy that somehow he's a tax collector, he's an auditor, and he somehow gets involved in a trip to the moon. Yes. Like he just he just hitches a <laughs> ride to go to the fucking moon along with some sort of African warlord yeah, that has his sleeves cut off that goes to the goddamn moon. Yes. What? This is what we're dealing with on this. They're just like, yeah, bring him along. Well, bring him along. And 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 you know, 
here's the other thing we've got there. We've got the alien technology now and it's like, and it shows like all this at first I, I forgot about that, that part of the premise, you know, I saw all this futuristic shit and I was like, what is this? Is this supposed to be set in 2040 now or whatever? Like, mm-hmm. we, we, and then I was like, Oh oh yeah, we have the alien technology now. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the, the problem that, uh, did the did us having the alien technology really factor in anything other than uh being able to hear like the signal come i mean it did, was it was the weaponry it, that that proved to be completely ineffective right the, it, the funny thing was when she's making this speech the president's making the speech about we're using alien technology in the last 20 years we've eliminated we've been able to uh, do anti-gravity machines and things like that and then it zooms out to where there's this long line of traffic with just like station wagons and and like minivans. And <laughs> yeah. Like if you have this fucking technology, why can't you like have everything floating? But th- yeah, there's literally like 74 Chevelles. Now, also, you were talking about the president uh, talking and the president seal award in this one. Mm-hmm. Um, the, there's a scene where she's has this speech on uh, at the Lincoln Memorial and like, uh, there's Robert Loggia who I think died during filming or he died shortly after this. Oh, wow. mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know uh, if he actually shot the scenes that are in this movie because it, it seems like he's just like digitally recreated into these scenes and it's really creepy as shit. Yeah, it um, is. You know, cause he's just sitting in a chair and he's not doing anything and the way they shot it and everything sort of implies that it's digital. Um, but just a, a weird thing. And it's also, it's also the moment where Bill Pullman, who, uh, who is, uh, who has turned sort of crazy over the last 20 years and still because can, he grew a beard. Yes. Because he grew a beard and, uh, and everything. And well, because he still has that connection from the time the alien touched uh-huh. him that last time. And so does Brent Spiner's character. And so does the, the warlord and everything that really doesn't factor much in anything either, by the way, no. like they just kind of, Oh, well, I remember when they got touched by the alien, they're still affected by that. Nothing now really aches. <laughs> now they get headaches. <laughs> but that scene with seal award of the Lincoln Memorial, Bill Pullman, former president somehow runs towards the podium with nobody tackling him at all. And, uh, and, and tries to say something. And of course he, he doesn't get his chance to say it. Uh, oh, oh, speaking of Bill Pullman saying things. Yeah. There is a scene, I swear to God, because I guess he's so used to speechifying and like people listening to him. Mm-hmm. There's literally a scene where he comes out and talks to Jeff Goldblum's character and starts wandering around a nearly empty hangar and starts doing this big motivational speech. About like, (laughs) we're going to do it again. They told us we had no odds last time. We're going to do this. And there's only like six or seven like hangar workers hanging out around here. And like, he's inspiring virtually nobody. Right. Like it makes me believe that he's for the last 20 years, he's just been wandering around making these big speeches in the hopes that people will listen to him and respond like they did for the first Yeah. yeah, Every, it's like everybody just, everybody just like hold back. Bill Pullman's talking here. (laughs) It just walks into like a Denny's. It's it's exactly like that. It's like, just walk into a Denny's and like everybody, like, I mean, they should have done that. They should have had the fat guy eating, eating his like, you know, breakfast platter or whatever. And like, you know, turning and and looking at him going, huh? I I wish this motherfucker wouldn't be in here right now. Like, you know, (laughs) a rope on the counter. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. uh, Yeah. With, 
here we go. I've got a loudspeaker. There's a, a moment in this movie that could have been good that they fucked up completely. Um, there is a moment where there's this big, huge alien invasion thing going on. And like Liam Hemsworth and the main gang see an opening in the ship and they fly into it. Now, of course, they did that in the first movie as well. But there's some once they get out of their ships and everything they they're running through this like uh it's like a field of some sort it, mm. and and it's the actual aliens uh walking around and stalking them in there or whatever that could have been a really suspenseful uh good action scene instead it was just like they're walking they're running around in this thing first off i'm like how do they have plants just growing in this ship um <laughs> there's like these like you remember this oh yeah oh, there's yeah. like these big huge like stalks of some like it's almost no, like they're and apparently they're, they're laser proof because <laughs> the aliens shoot at these assholes yeah they hide behind a leaf swear to god right and the leaf burns up but they're fine also <laughs> the aliens decide to bug the fuck out of there after they've shot at these these humans that are trying to overthrow their queen yeah, so, it could have been really good. It could have been, uh, I mean, think about it, you know, humans basically in an alien world, there, uh, being chased by the actual, you know, standing humans instead. I mean, the standing aliens this time, like instead of, uh, instead of like, you know, you know, air to air to air combat or whatever, uh, the top gun shit that we're always seeing in independence day. Um, it could have been like something where they did, they built some suspense and everything, but instead they just kind of glossed over it and, uh, and they, they were safe. And then they just, uh, they got out of that, that, that scene. I really would like to explore that, that little world they have growing on their ship out of nowhere, uh, a little bit more because that could have yeah. been fun. Uh, well, that's interesting. Well, did you like, well, Jeremy, do you, do you like Brent Spiner? Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm a next generation kid, so yeah, but. Is he in this? Yeah, he's yeah. I mean, he he returns as the scientist, the main scientist, and he I think is the best part of the movie. He's actually pretty entertaining. Clearly, the best part of the movie. Hmm. I, um, I thought, didn't he get like possessed and slammed all over the place in the first movie? I'm not even sure. I thought that guy was that still well. Alive. Yeah, he's yeah, in a coma at the beginning of this. He's oh, okay. like uh, for 20 years he's in a coma. Nice, of and course. of course, because the aliens show up and he's got oh, a connection. You know, that's called script writing, right there. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, he's, he's he's good. It's it's comic relief, but it's actual like good comic relief. Kind of like Judd Hirsch is is kind of like he's he's overstated and he's doing the same character. He's doing the same shtick, but uh, you know he's a nice welcome relief. The kids that he's supervising are not a welcome relief. Yeah, especially oh when God. Jeff Goldblum is driving those little fuckers around in a school bus around the salt flats yeah. where they're luring the queen alien to kill her with a uh, with cold fusion bombs. Yeah. Ooh. So somehow, yeah, we've got to up the stakes with some some kids involved. Well, and by the way, this alien uh, never dies. It's always got it. Like there's a point where uh, Macon Monroe is like, is like d sh broken her shields or whatever, like has hit that, hit that sweet spot where the shields are down. But then they shoot that mother alien probably 15 million times after that. Yeah. And it never dies. Um, there's a, I guess there's other stuff like as far as continuity from the first one, like Jeff Goldblum in the first movie was pining after 
his old wife, his ex-wife in the, in the first movie and they get back together. There's no mention of that whatsoever <laughs> in this one. Instead, he's moved on to try to bang Charlotte Gainsbourg, who really looks uncomfortable in this movie. It's like, like more she's uncomfortable been in, than she did in Nymphomaniac. Nymphomaniac. Like she's, I mean, she looks more comfortable in that movie than in this one for sure. Um, uh, one else. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, it seems like every time the aliens attack, they somehow find that one pocket of earth where there's the main characters are, you yeah. know, <laughs> like Judd Hirsch, you were talking about him. He's like just hanging out in a boat, but the, <laughs> but this ship comes down and wants to start blowing up the water or something. I don't know mm-hmm. what it, what it is. <laughs> like he's like, he gets on the phone with, with uh, Jeff Goldblum and he's like, Oh, they've come back. They've come back, David. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah um uh, but uh what else can we say about this movie i mean really we could we could talk a lot about just how stupid it is uh for a really long time but i think you get the point uh not oh i got i got one more thing yeah there are so many you have to see this cliches Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> I stopped counting. I was about I was like, to say you should, come and, you should come and check this out. Or you in, should come and see this. In in the in this movie that it it really does feel like Roland Emmerich is 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 trolling <laughs> at like yeah. like us in general. <laughs> I think he might be. Cause in because everything about this movie uh, his, his, it was done either in 2012 or is done in the day after tomorrow or is done in the first independence day. Um, cause this, there are a lot of, you got to come see this in here. And there's I, even, there's even, we got the timing wrong. It's going to be much sooner. That is another huge moment in this where it's like, can anybody in a Roland Emmerich movie who is a, a respected scientist, like the best scientist in the world, can they get these goddamn estimates right just <laughs> once? And they're like, all right, it's good. You know, like in, you know, day after tomorrow, it's like, it's going to happen in two years. And then they look at the data again and they're like, oh my God, we fucked up. It's a week now. And then they're like, it's even worse than we thought. It's on top of us now. Just you as know? an observation. Did Emmerich have anything to do with that uh, San Andreas movie? Because it does almost all of these things. No, he didn't. But it's funny because I I do believe that San Andreas was made with those movies in mind. Yeah. They just wanted to copy all the formulas of those movies. But like the earthquake scientist predicts like the big quake and then like a few minutes later it's like oh my god we were wrong it's happening yeah. now <laughs> and i guess it's a it's some sort of screenwriter trick now where they where you you're, you're supposed to be concerned about this thing that they have some time to kind of prepare for but then it's like oh no we were totally wrong it's dramatic it's right now it's happening yeah. right now you know and it's so annoying and it's 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 super annoying in this movie because there's really no point to have some sort of time issue in this at all um it's i mean it's not it's not a weather disaster movie like 2012 and day after tomorrow were but it does that exact same thing um, <laughs> these calculations are made by drunk fishermen uh, who somehow have the technology to measure how close they're getting to the earth's core <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And that's how they screwed up the calculation. Yeah. Um, uh, another thing I want to say is like towards the end of this movie, they, they leave open the, the sequel possibility and, uh, oh, and the sequel possibility 
I think they should have just gone ahead and done that. They should have done that movie first. Would this is, to go to their planet and attack them? Yes. Um, you know, they How come. You know? They come back and they say, you know, like, um, you know, well, maybe we should take the fight to them. I'm like, why don't you just do it this time? You just remade the first movie, you just made it dumber. Um, and, and this time, why don't, why don't you make it where there was some sort of foreseeable threat that you go and attack the, the alien planet in this one? It may have not, it may have not have been good. And it would have been better get than there. This. It's empty because they also attacked our planet and yeah. now we're attacking each other's planets. What you, you know what, what you sarcastically just said is way better than the movie we just saw. <laughs> <laughs> all that dumb shit right there is better than independence day resurgence um so is there anything else we can say about this movie no i mean there's a there's a ton to say but i think that's enough it yeah i mean um, we don't have to it's, go it's terrible we it's it's not even i don't know i guess i'm talking myself into kind of like it being so bad it's good but it's really really fucking bad yeah, it. Re- I mean, there's just. I don't feel like there's anything uh, worthwhile in this. And who knows? Maybe. Yeah, maybe five years from now, you'll be like, "Oh yeah, I didn't notice the genius of how bad this movie was until I saw it the second time." But if you're on a heroin binge, mm-hmm. and this comes on AMC, how'd you know? In ten years, <laughs> and you are too comatose to change the channel, that is probably. Third on your list of problems. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this movie is third on your list of problems. Yeah. So that's the best I can say about it. Um, okay. So uh, I, I will say, since we haven't said it already, uh, beware. Spoilers. Yeah. Spoilers, baby. <laughs> so that you can put that at the beginning, you know. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, but yeah, this uh, obviously not good. And I don't think anybody expected us to come out and say, you know what? Uh, Rotten Tomato says thirty-one percent, but guess what? They're wrong. Yeah, <laughs> this you know, sixty-nine percent of people on this earth hate this movie. We are part of the thirty. We are the thirty-one percent. We're gonna um, have Bill Pal- <laughs> Bill Palmer come out and fire us up. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. you're the thirty-one percent, but you stay strong. <laughs> I just wish that out of all the things that they threw in this that connected to the first movie, it had anything really to do with the plot at all if it just if it could they could have made that a lot better instead of just being like oh yeah that happened in the first movie which Mm -hmm. is what they did a lot in this so anyway uh yeah uh it's terrible uh you may or you may be now curious to see how terrible it is i i recommend uh trying to find it uh, on, not in movie theaters and watching it later Do not on. Give these people your money. Yeah, exactly. So, um, not good at all. It's the worst movie I've seen this year, I think. Wow. Yep. Yeah. Well, so, uh, yeah, absolutely. Jeremy was the smart one on this podcast. Uh, um, anyway, um, that is our mini pod for uh, this uh, this one. Uh, we'll be doing another one, I think, in a couple of weeks. And uh, so uh, signing off, this is Chris Atkinson with Jeremy Scott and Barrett Share. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Comment on our episodes on our SoundCloud page. Check us out on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Reddit. And be sure to visit cinemasins.com.
I like how the song is called "Da Butt." Yeah, yeah, it's, it's ca- Butt. It's called "Da Butt." Yeah, there's no, there's no subtlety there. <laughs> right? Are you talking about doing the butt? Yeah, doing the butt. I remember that song. Yeah, sexy, yeah. sexy. Yeah. You know, in hindsight, I don't think I realized at the time what was going on there. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't. I, I thought it was just funny. That's I all thought it I was thought. A dance involving the butt. Like yeah, a, well, yeah, it is. Uh, it's a very um, erotic dance. Erotic dance. <laughs> <laughs> Doing the butt. Sexy, sexy. <laughs> Hang on while I Google the butt. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Google won't have a problem with that. <laughs> Google automatically. Google automatically fills in the button factory. <laughs> 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 <laughs>